I've got a fountain on I can hear in the background. One sec. Fountain. You know, a cat, a cat water fountain. <laughs> oh, what are you fountain? He's a cat water fountain. You of gotta course. have it. You gotta have it. You can't just not fountain water your cats. Scotch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 307 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast, Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and my microphone is floating. I'm Sam and I'm holding mine with my hand. And this is a, <laughs> this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is April 15th, 2021. Dunk on everyone. Before we get started, we have a warning. We're going to be, we're going to be shooting profanity like a cannon on this show. Uh, we'd also like to thank our supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. Uh, we got a bunch of recurring supporters who are just hurling money at us, you know, monthly, and we, we love it. Guys, more, the best. More, yeah. please. Yes. Money, please. Money, please. Uh, all right. Let's talk about, well, first of all, this is a prime number episode. We just got to get that out of the way because it's important. Mm, it's a thing <laughs> I do. We don't know why, but it's a thing. We're going to keep doing it. Primes are special. You got to treat them with respect. Respect the prime and the prime will respect you. You can use them to you know? encrypt things somehow. Did you know that? I don't know how, yeah. but it's a thing you can do. But you can. It's important. Yeah. yeah. You, you're going to use an even number to encrypt something? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you, sense. Somebody unless needs it's, to go. Unless it's uh, two, because that's a prime, and then you're, then you're good to go. But other than that, get out of here. I want to see somebody develop a encryption mechanism that uses the odd, or not the odd, the prime numbered podcast episode numbers of this podcast. So Ooh. I don't know what that means, but that's uh, why I asked somebody else to do it. You know, I also heard that if you optimize primes, then they turn into uh, semi-trucks. It's true. Optimize primes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah if you okay. optimize primes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can pick, pick, pick it up. Pick it up. Let's talk about the quarterly review, which we did. It has been, you know, it's been a quarter. We're, we're starting quarter two of 2021. Mm-hmm. And as, as longtime listeners of our podcast will know, we do quarterly reviews, at, at which point we uh, sort of like a, a family member playing Monopoly, just kind of flip the board over <laughs> and stomp out of the room. Um, it's important to kind of take a look at what we've been doing and decide what to keep, what not to keep, what to change. And, you know, sometimes just sort of overhauling everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this quarter, we started with a prompt. We wanted to look at it through the lens of time, which is to say, where's our time going? What are we doing? What are we, what are we even doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's really easy to focus on, uh, what you're doing. And not how much of it you're doing or when you're doing it, right? Right. Yep. And the and we we kind of thought about it from even like a, a one step further back, which is to think about it from this interesting perspective of of compounding actions. Uh, everything that you do builds on everything that you have done. That's what makes right? it interesting. It's, it's interesting, right? you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and it, just to kind of like demonstrate how potent this is. Uh, I was so I was basically I was coming up with a prompt and kind of like pitching the idea of this compounding actions thing to Adam and Sam to kick off the uh, kick off the, the quarterly uh, review. And I was like, let's say let's say you could earn a one percent interest per week, and you threw a hundred bucks in there. How much money do you have after forty years? Ninety five billion dollars. <laughs> It's an it's an it's it's just it's ridiculous. It's a crazy amount. Let's convert that right into work terms. Let's say you had thirty five hours per week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then every week you get one percent more out of out of those those thirty five hours. hours, right? Because you're doing things a little better, you're getting better tech or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then how many hours 
is 35 hours. You know what I mean? 40 years from now. 40 years from now. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. billions of hours. Yeah, yeah, so you're 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 able to you're able to do so much more because of all the things that you've done, but only if the things that you've done are the things that enable you to do more, oh. right? So I if you're if so if you're just on the grind, just doing everything by hand, not making improvements, not trying to get that little percentage point of improvement each week, um, then this week it doesn't matter. A month from now it doesn't matter. A year from now it starts to matter a bit. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, it's it, it matters a lot, right? And then it just keeps getting the 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 gap uh, in what's possible in the future keeps getting bigger and bigger if you don't retain that focus on making sure that you're optimizing your time well and and focusing on these little improvements all the time. That's part of the reason why. You go. I was going to say that the sort of counter framing on this is that progress is slow, right? Yes, and that doesn't make it small, right? Because like small, like progress is incremental. It takes place in tiny little bits and like little tiny little stops and starts over time. But the it behaves like compound interest. It just keeps on growing, and you don't. It grows in a way that you don't actually see it happen, except if yeah. you zoom out on the time scale. And then, because even with compound interest, when it's like, oh yeah, because in some days it's you know forty billion dollars, right? it's like, yeah, that's true. But at that moment in time, it's still increasing by one percent, right? right? So if you were to look at that four forty billion dollars that week, you'd be like, there's nothing's even changing. It's the same. It's the same, except you just added, you know, half a billion more dollars, right? Right. <laughs> but relatively, <laughs> uh, you actually don't see it happen because simultaneously growth is slow and also, but also extremely large. In the long run, and it works very counter to the fact that as 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 humans, we are really good at identifying patterns in the short term and very bad at it in the long term. And that's why it's so fucking aggravating to make slow progress. But that's actually yeah. an extremely powerful way to do it if you can have diligence and maintain a really small change, you mm-hmm. know, like a very small one. The net outcome, even when you can't see it over, over time, time, is wild. It's huge. It's absolutely wild. And, and I think this was especially – um, important to think about in light of the state of the world right now, which is mm-hmm. we live in a world where exponential, where the human mind's inability to understand exponential growth has really changed a lot of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because people just say, well, you know, I, I probably won't. I probably won't get sick. And then they go, they go out partying and whatever. And suddenly they become a plague vector and now 200 more people are sick. And then those people's, each make 200 more people sick and now suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's out of control. Yep. And, and I especially remember at the beginning of the, uh, of the pandemic when like one person in Chicago got COVID and that was news, mm-hmm. right? Yep. People were like, oh, somebody in Chicago got it. Oh, oh, oh no. And then of course the, the media response is like, yeah, but like it's one person. I mean, it's just yep. one. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, that's uh, a good point. It's actually sort of, we've, we've just lived through the like, the horrifying real world example of this, uh, mm-hmm. which I think that the, the way to think about it. So if you think about doubling, like I think when you think about exponential increase and stuff, doubling is like the easiest one to kind of mentally think about. Right. Um, and my favorite example of this that helps explain it is, is say you have like a, a lily pad in a pond. Right. Um, and there's just one to start with and it doubles every day. Right. The point is that the, the pond is not completely filled or is only half filled with lily pads the day before it is completely it, filled. Right. It's, right. So it's one of those things right. where you're like, <laughs> It goes from being like, this is fine to being like. So we still got half a pond left. You're like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, it's gone. Oh, we got, there's nowhere to swim or fish or whatever we do with ponds. Initially, you know, this, uh, this, these prompts and stuff that we've been coming up with came out of uh, asking a similar sort of time question about 
the quarterlies, which was, hey, you know, we have these meetings every every three months. Um, is there a way that we can get a little more juice out of them rather than just going through the usual procedural stuff, we, which, which is, has been handy? But like there's probably some additional meat, you know, in there that if we don't, if we can figure out a way to kind of get at and take the time – um, then we might be able to unlock some some new things, which I think honestly came directly. Like if we didn't do that prompt that you did, Seth, like I don't think we'd be doing what we're doing right now. Well, we'd be doing something else, something else, something else, something else, kind of cool. But um, mm-hmm. we'd be doing something else. But yeah, I, I think uh, so. So the in thinking about our time in that way, which is that like every little decision builds over time, and every procedure, every process, every every decision we make. So if this week we decide to focus, you know more on this one particular tool, that's going to change what happens next week, right? Because we have this new tool and that's going to change our, like, it, everything just keeps building, right? And so, so being very deliberate about where our priorities go, where our time goes and how we use it um, makes it so that even by, by still just working a regular, you know, 40 hour work week, not crunching, blah, 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 not expanding the team, we just continually gain more and more capabilities to the to the point where if we're able to last, if we're able to last for a long time, then it just becomes ridiculous. Um, so that did force us to just take a step back and be like, what is time? You know, what are, what are we doing with a, a day or a week? How did you put month? it? It was the, it's the office space question. What would you say you do here? And then there was the follow-up philosophical question. What, what is doing or something like yeah. that? <laughs> what? Yeah. What would you say doing is? Yep. Um, so, so we all just, we all just plotted out our weeks and it's just like, just to, to the, to your best guess, cause we haven't been tracking our, our time and stuff. Right. Um, so it's like to the best of your recollection, which is already kind of flawed, but it's interesting uh, uh, to the best of your recollection, where does your time go every week by hour? And then let's break that down into percentage and kind of see, you know, where that's going. And is that what you thought? Is that what you hoped? Is that what you think it should be? Um, and after sort of digging through all that, we made a whole bunch of changes. Mm-hmm. The biggest one being uh, taking a step back and, and looking at the fact that we're now working from home, and we have been for a year, but we had still been working nine to five because when we had an office, people have to drive. There's a commute. We got to get there. And when you're at the office, you kind of, you can't really do That's anything That's where you else. are now. Yeah. That's where you are now. Yeah. So if you did want to say like go for a run or something, it's kind of an inconvenient location to do it, mm-hmm. right? So you're just not going to. Uh, so the nine to five sort of packing the packing the workday into one chunk approach is actually optimized for a commute and for having people be concentrated in, in one in one sort of suboptimal place that's like equally bad for everyone, you know. Yep. <laughs> so we got to get in here, get our work done, and leave. Um, and so we opened up the option for ourselves and, and everybody else in the studio to customize their workday. Just when do you want to start working? Uh, when do you want to stop working? And when do you want to take breaks? And this came directly out of Adam a few weeks ago, just being like, I'm going to take, a, I'm going to take that two-hour lunch break. Like I'm going to do this long block in the middle where I'm not doing stuff. Because I, I just I, work an hour later than everybody else. Because it just works better for me. And the thing is, like Seth and I both were – I mean, I was sort of just paying attention to how Adam was doing sort of – like in the vague understanding of how I see that. And the dude just seemed happier and, and was, Oh, also, he's just vibing, just vibing, just vibing and also getting more <laughs> done. And I was like, 
well, obviously we're doing something wrong. If, yeah. if well, like, yeah, and it, and it was that the fact that over that because over the election for the, the first week in particular, because I kept on having these revelations, you know, because basically the first like, and, and then my wife takes the same time off, um, uh, and so now all of a sudden, like, but my wife and I knew when the two of us would be able to like spend a couple hours doing things, hanging out, doing chores, whatever, right? Uh, and previously, it was this like mad scramble at the end of the day for me to get done because because my wife gets done with her day earlier. Um, uh, so that we could start and this little more nebulous thing where like, there kind of was a deadline that I needed to make sure I got to, you know, uh, but it just was a, it was just a worse thing that was still kind of unpredictable. And now all of a sudden it's predictable and it's a two hour chunk because instead of the normal lunch time where I would be like, I would consider it a break, like a work break as in not, uh, I'm not doing other things now, you know, sort of like a snack break at work. It's like, yeah, but you're still on, you're still quote, still on the clock. clock. I'm still in the nine to five, right? It's nine to five. We've already, we've allocated that eight hour period. It's like, that's, that's work, work time. Day. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so my lunch break is, you know, it's, it's really tight. Uh, I'm still thinking a lot about work stuff and I have this pressure to push me back into my chair to get back to, to doing whatever that means. Right. Uh, and so then all of a sudden, like during that, even just during that first week that I, that I was doing this, uh, it was like on day, on day one, I saw a bunch of like things around the house that had needed to get done for months. And I just did those things, you know, they were done now on day two. I got groceries in the middle of the day. Usually we have to wait till the fucking weekend to do that. You know, yep. <laughs> uh, I just went and got groceries, you know, after, after making an eating lunch with my wife, I went out and got groceries, you know, uh, another day went out, bought a mm-hmm. cup of coffee from a place, you know, and then the whole time along this, I'm like, hanging out with the cats, talking to my wife. And like she and I are making all kinds of plans and talking about things, you know? Well, it's and, interesting uh, because yeah. two hours, two hours is not, it's enough time to do a lot, but it's not enough time to do a lot of other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you're, you're in active mode because it's the middle of the day. You've been working, the sun's up, you're up, you're up and about. Yeah. All their and, businesses and, are open so you can take care of right. chores and business. So you've got, you do have, you have enough time to do grocery, go grocery. You got enough time to clean some stuff in the house, blah, blah, blah. Um, but since you're planning on going back to work and you're still in a limited time window, then it is sort of like taking care of odds and ends time yep. so that you don't have those things piling up in as a stressor, you know? Yeah. So it's actually, it's reducing anxiety, providing like that social thing, making me know that I'm fulfilling all my responsibilities to, uh, to my wife and to the household and to the cats, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. And, uh, then I get to get back to work and all of a sudden, like that anxiety pressure is just dramatically reduced. I probably spent some time outside, did a lot of weed pulling, you know, just like mm-hmm. going outside with a cup of coffee, pulling weeds, looking at the sun, you know, not directly, yeah. but I think well, the, general, <laughs> the general point here is that it's simply that an hour is not an hour all the time in terms of what you're able to accomplish, right? It just isn't depending on the time of day, yeah. depending on that day for you, what you got going on. Yeah. Depending on the um, seasons, right? Cause like mm-hmm. probably what's going to happen is that once assuming that we stick to this and it works and all of that, and we figure out kind of the constraints about how much overlap we actually need people to have and all of that. But um, probably as the seasons go on, I'm going to be adapting my schedule to the season, you know, yeah. because during the seasons you can do different stuff outside at different times and it's light or dark outside at different times. If you can adjust your work day for whatever you need, because I know, like during the during the winter, I I get bummed as hell, right? Because because of what the sun is doing, uh, like I wonder what it's going to look like next winter mm-hmm. when I yeah. can like see what's happening and then be like, let me try like fucking around this way with my day, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to work at night in the winter. I don't know what's going to happen, you know? But like, uh, <laughs> you know, having yeah. that flexibility to I think that was the thing we were talking about, right? It's like it's the going to a workplace is the most artificial 
structure, right? Because it says, just like Seth said, uh, you find the the place that sucks for everybody, right? And you go there now, right? That's what well that's sucks what the least, is, right? but ideally as equally as possible, as equally as possible, right? <laughs> uh, but that's also what the work day is, right? Is you the is, time that sucks the least? It's the time but that, that sucks the least possible. for everybody, and it's because. Yeah. Because societally, we've all kind of agreed that that's a work day, and so things are structured around that. So if you use that same chunk of time for that same purpose, then supposedly all other things are available to you. But the that's not actually how it works, though, because if everybody's working at that same time and you need to interact with other businesses in a way that isn't business to business, like me as a person, I need to go to the bank or I need to get my hair cut or whatever, right? Uh, if your work hours are the same as their work hours, like they can't, like, that doesn't, that's not how it works. I mean, you know, we talked a lot about in, in past podcasts about designing, designing your work, designing your life. Uh, and it's really important to know again, how arbitrary everything is. And mm-hmm. just for clear, the 40 hour work week was just made up by some guy, just made up by some guy. And part of his nice slogan, it was eight hours of leisure, eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep. That's how it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's supposed to be. Well, and all, and also, it's probably that you know that's about how low unions were able to negotiate it down to yes, in like at the, the 50s, time, hundred percent. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it says nothing. It's not the, none of this has been designed actually to optimize human performance. And I think it's the, basically the note. And so what no, we're trying it's, to do it's actually, now is the most hours that businesses have been able to get away with having from people. Yes, that's actually what the work it's all the days is. are designed around. It's yeah, so, not work. Yeah, and so what we asked the question was just okay. So you know what what might happen if it's the case that we let everybody uh, flex their schedules, because what we've seen from Adam is basically both a happier person and higher productivity. Actually, right? Um, and we didn't have to. I mean, he's not working more. We don't have to do anything. Uh, in fact, it's just sort of like everything's just better, which is one of those – this is one of those dumb things, right? Which is uh, – Well, actually, I'm working a little more too. I'm working better and more because I'm less stressed and I'm enjoying the work more. And so like taking that extra half hour, hour at the end of the work day I – mean, this is also part of like my redesign with my wife because a lot of what was happening was I wanted to keep working because I was in the flow state when 5 p.m. hit, right? And then part of our work day, which we've also redesigned, was that at 5 p.m. we have stand down. So now all of a sudden like my – my flow gets interrupted and now I'm like on a now I'm on a clock to get downstairs to help my wife make dinner and like do all that stuff, right? It's just crazy. So right. once we got and you and you can't get back into it by like six PM now after all that happened. Well no, well no, because now, now so. it's like now feed the cats, like have dinner, hang yeah. out with my wife, do all that stuff. And now we're talking like an hour and a half of yeah. time pressured chaos at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I'm not coming back to work after that. That's never gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so it was actually the case that immediately after that. I was working not, and it's not about me working more exactly. It's that I was working as much as I wanted to, which yeah, just right. was more. If you had because, something you were pumped about, then you, yeah. You were and if I did it, going. then I didn't work more, and that was fine too, right? But yeah, uh, but yeah. But every hour that wasn't those extra hours was also just better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but as a result here is that we asked everybody what their schedules, what their, what's your actual ideal schedule, and we just said we want seven of your hours. Seven again. It's somewhat arbitrary because we don't know. Like we've looked, I've looked at, I went and read a bunch of research on this. Uh, basically, the, the night after we did all the quarterly review stuff and made all these decisions, and it looks like it's probably my guess is that that like work hours is probably something kind of like sleep hours, where it's like for any given person, there's sort of like a window, and it's probably somewhere between six and like eight of like good focused hours. That probably you can, like, six, yeah, probably six and ten. Well, yeah, I guess depending on what exactly you mean by like a good focused hour, given that. The kind of work we all have to do doesn't just consist of the stuff we need to be hyper-focused on and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there's the other stuff that you could just like kind of get done that also needs to get done. And, and yeah, yeah, so I'd say like – so this this week uh, is the games industry live event, which we'll talk a little bit about um, later. But uh, it's an online 
conference. And so I've had a, a bunch of meetings sort of in the mornings, right? So, so 5 p.m. comes around and I've been able to do quite a bit of programming, but also I've had quite a few sort of like task switching and, and administrative stuff, mm-hmm. planning these meetings and taking notes and stuff. Uh, and so, so on a day like, like that, I'm going to have fewer good hours overall because I just, you know, I got to be done, right? Yeah. But if, but if I have a day where I've been able to sort of block out just straight programming time where I just can be in the zone, I could get 12 hours out of that mm-hmm. and be fine at the end, you know? So it really kind of depends um, on who it is and what they're doing and, and all of that stuff. But yeah, you got to respect it. Yeah, my favorite thing about this though is that like the, when you ask people what their actual ideal hours are, uh, it basically was only the case that, I think just for one person on the team that the nine to five was there like, yeah, that's like what I would do mm-hmm. a nine to five, uh, which again, we're only like, we're on a team of six people. But if you think about the idea of maybe it's the case that you can get, I don't know, like 10% more out of someone in any given day and they can be happier by adjusting the schedule a tiny bit. Right? Yeah. You make their life better, make their work better and then make the team dynamic. Like everything gets, everything gets better for both the company and the person. Yeah. When the same number of hours are going in. Just at a well, slightly it, different it totally time. reminds me of when I was in my GDC talk uh, talking about DevOps, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about the art pipeline, right? Which was like what we were doing in the studio was like Sam would make art, and then he would send it to me. I would check it for errors, and then send it back, and then he would rework it, right? And all we did was so we took the same activities, and, and we just said, okay, now Sam is checking for errors, right? And suddenly we're able to produce and implement twice as much art. We're doing yeah. all of the same stuff. We just moved one thing from one person to another and doubled the, the whole team's output. Um, it's like it's like one of those like logic puzzles where you've got a goat and a cabbage and a sheep and you're trying to cross the river, you know, and like if you just get things arranged in the right way, mm-hmm. then you end up with all of them still alive at the end. <laughs> one of those hilarious <laughs> things, right? Because because we're always looking for like these enormous things where it's just like, oh, like we need to hire somebody or like form a new team or bring in a consultant or do like, there's all these things that you always feel like you need to do as a business or just as a person, you know, mm-hmm. doing your life. Uh, when often it's just that it's rec- it's looking at the way that a particular process is being done and asking, how can I just shake this up a, a bit? Right. Is there something I can take away? Something I can add, something I can move, uh, something I can put on somebody else, whatever. Right. Uh, and then figuring out like, Ending up in the end with the same or similar amount of work. Like and same they, activities and even. same activities. But just by doing a little shuffle. Actually, we had this happen with our QA pipeline uh, as well. With how, how things go from our uh, external, I guess, pseudo-external part-time QA into our full-time QA, who's on, on staff, Jordan, uh, and then on to Seth. And like realizing that Seth was actually spending a lot of the time evaluating whether or not stuff was sufficiently uh, detailed so that he could figure out what to do with it. Uh, and then just realizing, actually, Jordan just move that. that time. Yep. Right? Just move it. Just the same thing. Just just move it. And then all of a sudden, like, that changed everything. It's going to free up a huge amount of assess time. It's going to make Jordan much better at his job and make him actually have more fun. And like all. This and then he'll be able to give better feedback to the rest of the QA team because I was too strapped for time, right? So yeah. I, wasn't do- I wasn't doing a good job of that. So now they'll get better. And now all of a sudden you're able to do, again, you get yeah, twice the just, quality or speed or whatever. Yeah, when the net uh, result is actually the same amount of work is being yeah. done. So it, it's kind of just that, that, you know, that thing that we're always harping on about how structure is culture, right? Like uh, how things happen, how people feel about things, why people do things is so influenced by just the structures that people are operating inside of. So it might mean that starting your workday at 830 uh, 
suddenly changes everything for you because now you're packing all your administrative stuff in the first half hour before everybody shows up. And then you're, you're a lot less stressed and you're able to focus more on your work through the day and you can get everything done faster and better and, and, uh, be happier. And it's even that realization that, that if you can have a flexible schedule, right. That now all of a sudden you can make that choice where, where if there's no, cause now you can plan around stuff, right? So if, so what we, the only thing we've set in stone, so currently for our work day is, is the 9 a.m. stand up and, and uh, project management stuff. Uh, so everyone's got to be there for that. But after that, it's, it's allowed to wiggle kind of a, a lot. All it's not wiggling place. too much yet, <laughs> right? But, uh, but yeah, at nine, everyone's there. Um, and uh, I know I lost my train of thought on the topic. Uh, <laughs> it's gone. Well, I, th- I think what makes it's this gone. kind of what makes this kind of Tricky is the flexibility, and so that's where tooling comes in. So, we oh have, right, yeah. I was, sorry, yeah. I had to finish it up. The, yeah, the, the point I knew, with, I knew where you were going yeah, with that. With that flexibility, uh, that allows you to make a decision, right? Where now Seth can say, for example, uh, oh, I always feel like you know, I get in here at nine and I start and I start stuff, and I just feel like the day is too frantic because I didn't get the chance to do administrative stuff first, right? And there, our response to that as a CEO could could be to say, okay, well, let's actually have the first fifteen minutes of the day. Of, you know, starting at nine, be okay, everybody go do your administrative stuff so that we're all kind of on the same page when that starts. Except what if I don't need that, right? Yeah. Or what if I need an app? Because what, what actually, what I like to do to start of my day is actually take literally an hour, just have a cup of coffee, eat some toast and just really like get, get to inbox zero on everything, evaluate all my tasks, really just like think about what I'm going to be doing today and get it all laid out. Yep. Right. And, and I like to take my time with it so that I don't feel like I have like six Chrome tabs open. And, you know, as, as an ADHD person, uh, having, having a crunched time to make a bunch of urgent decisions about priorities it's is like a great. nightmare scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but no, but so, now all of a sudden, cause this, and I think this is the trap that we had fallen into that everybody falls into is that we kept on trying to adjust the common the whole, day. the whole thing. Right. Cause like on Mondays yeah. we would get together and we would say Mondays are a production meeting day. So it's a, it's a big thing where we figure out. Where's where are all the projects? What are all the projects? What are some new things we might need to talk about? Uh, where's everybody at? What'd you get done last week? What's on the horizon of things we need to be worried about? All that stuff, right? And so, like Monday morning, nine AM hits, and we're like, "Well, we need to make sure everybody has time, you know, to like organize their shit so that they're ready to talk about this." And so we just say, "Okay." So we have a nine AM stand up. Everybody says hi, talk about the weekend briefly, and then we say, "Okay, cool. Uh, we'll just meet back once everybody's done organizing, right?" And so give us a little thumbs up, you know, in Discord. And then once the last person goes, then, then we go. And fortunately, recently, that's actually been very fast. And so it hasn't been too big of a deal. But, but there's still a time while, crunch, right? There's, there's, a, like, there's a time crunch and a, and a waiting time, right? Because whoever gets done yeah. first is now waiting for an unknown but small amount of time, like up to, up to 30 minutes, right? Right. It's like just big enough to be costly, but just small can't do, enough. Can't do anything. You can't do it. anything because you're about to get interrupted yeah. at a random time. Uh, and now all of a sudden you can say, okay, well – since what everybody needs there is a variable, let's find the point that has to be or that can be fixed, right? And then let people adjust around it based on how they need to do things in their own schedules. Because mm-hmm. um, like that was to me that was the big realization is that so much of what so much of the difficulty of scheduling and making things work is the fact that everybody has different needs leading into some sort of a common event, and the end result is a lot of waste. A lot of somebody well, so, waiting. So I want to talk about I want to talk about how this also ties then into into X.ai. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so what we kind of found was that once we said, okay, what what if? 
everybody could just pick their work day. Just pick pick which seven hours of the day you want to work and what chunks those are in and, you know. And of course, there's a, a next level question there, which is, well, how the fuck do we know when things are happening? How do I know like when Sam's available to collaborate on Crashlands? How do I know? Uh, and the answer is I shouldn't have to know that. How do we make knowing, it knowing things is expensive. Yep. Right? And also it makes um, it so that you can't – you wouldn't have flexibility anymore. So for example, like if you want true flexibility where it's like on a day-to-day basis, yeah, you have your schedule. But maybe today I'm like, you know what? I'm actually – I'm feeling like I'm up early. I'm like ready to rock and roll. I'm actually going to be here from uh, you know 8 to 1 and then I'm going to take a little break. And then from 2 to 5, I'm gonna be, 2 to 4, yeah. I'm going to be done. You know? So how do, you, how do you communicate that to everybody? And, uh, I, and maybe – to take a step back, maybe we should ask, why should you have to communicate that to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because your tools suck. That's why. Uh, so, so we went through and, we, and uh, we looked at our calendars and we looked at so through Google Calendar and this tool called x.ai. And so you can link this x.ai tool to your Google Calendar and it's a smart scheduler. So all we did is basically just say, uh, uh, block out your calendar by default so that it matches you know, what your new workday is. Um, and then just use this x.ai smart scheduler. So I can just say, Hey Sam, uh, we need to have a meeting tomorrow and I don't have to know when tomorrow or whatever. I just click this thing and x.ai and x.ai will just say, all right, you guys, here's when you're meeting. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep, that's, that's, it. that's, that's it. it. It finds the, it finds the best open time that we both have and it just makes it so. Also, nobody so, knows of any like particularly good version of this service. So, so actually, yeah, so far we're we're liking, but we didn't do a deep search to find out. So, so shout out to Ava uh, Carr at Glitch.mn because I set up a meeting with her to talk about some stuff. Um, she's an old buddy of ours we met a million years ago at some mm-hmm. GDC or something. Uh, and in the before times, in the before times, and she's super busy doing all kinds of really cool stuff. And so she replied back and was like, "Oh, hey, yeah, just like just like grab a time." And she sent me a link to this X.AI thing, and I was like the hell is this? <laughs> and, uh, and I went into it and it was just like, anyway, and then it just like, and cause I wasn't in that system yet. So then it couldn't do it for me. Right. But I wasn't in that system, but it told me that it could do it for me if I was just in the system. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Let me get in there. So I got in there and then it just, suddenly there was now a time on my calendar that worked for her and worked for me. And like, and it just was there now. And I was like, yeah, but okay. here's the crazy part. Yeah. I want to get into this. The crazy part about, about, and again, Structure, 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 like structure informs what you do and how you think. Right. And so, so one of the complaints that, that I had in the quarterly was like, I'm not protecting development time enough. I'm not making sure that I'm putting as much time into crashes to dev as possible. And I'm letting administrative stuff and meetings and whatever creep into that time. Um, so now that we're using a smart scheduler, I know that if somebody wants to meet with me, uh, then it's going to find open spots on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can just close some spots. So, so what this encourages me to do is to really block out my time and say these four hours are when I'm working on Crashlands Two. Nothing else can happen at that time. And now suddenly I'm protecting my time because there's a structure that makes me do it right. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly uh, it's going to. It's going to be easier to schedule stuff. It's going to be easier to collaborate, and you don't have to think so hard about when people are around, even though our workday is more flexible. And people can protect the time that they need to protect because they have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so all of a sudden, it's like all these little puzzle pieces kind of just slipped neatly into place. Um, I'm very excited. We've only yeah. been doing it now for a few days, but it's well, already, yeah, already there are a lot of parts good, of this you know? that have to be like done considered very carefully for it all to to work, including questions like. 
What what even is a work hour? How do you how do you decide that? Like, what's a break that counts towards hours versus one that's like that doesn't? You know, and, and we had like we had really long, interesting discussions about this. That probably that was the hardest thing to figure out. It probably warrants like a full on you know article at some point. Um, yeah, but or we or we could even explore it. You know, next episode because it's yeah. a long it's a long discussion. It's, but, yeah, uh, it's a lot. But I think I think we can give you the short outcome version, which was which was we concluded. That as long as you had pre-decided chunks of time, like at least two hours, right? Um, but probably two or three, um, and only had a small number of those, then uh, – and basically the idea was that during that chunk of time, you basically were uh, making a commitment to the team, right? And saying during that chunk of time, everything that I'm doing will be in the service of and biased towards work, right? Towards towards my obligations as a, as a teammate. And so if I need to get a cup of coffee because like – my, my my brain's all over the place. And I just need a second. That's that's part of your work day. It gives a shit. That's part of work, coffee, right? If you need to go on a quick run, mm-hmm. you know, because like you're thinking and like you just need to move, right? And you go run, right? That's part of the right. work day because it's in the, it's in that block of time that's in the service it's of in that service right? of that. Yeah, it's sort of like it's, a yeah. Service of, you know, yeah, it's yeah you, you're in you're in work. But yeah, that that was the, the the we went around with this a bunch because it's like, what if I'm pacing for 20 minutes trying to think about a problem, and at the end of pacing, I have not come up with anything or what if and I also hit a wall and then I just go lay in the grass. If I just lay in the grass moaning, <laughs> is that work? Am I working? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or if, you, if your dog is annoying <laughs> you because it wants to go outside. Right. And so you take it for a walk. Right. Well, right. you couldn't get any work done while it was annoying you. Right. But also now on your walk, you're thinking about work stuff. Right. So, so is it work to walk a dog? Well, Yes. In that scenario, yeah, yes. Right. But in other scenarios, maybe not, right? So Yeah, so we we're trying to go so with it, a simple heuristic where we didn't have to play this bullshit game of like, okay, start track hours and then yeah, what counts as work. And so by having a clearly defined pre-committed time block wherein everything is in service of work, um, then now all of a sudden the, and it's and it's good. It's like it's a good faith best effort, right? Because yeah, sure, yeah, like you're gonna get a phone call in the middle of that from some from your bank that you have to answer. It's like, no, don't make up that 10 minutes. Who gives a shit? Right. But, but the point is like, it's best, best effort to keep things constrained to that in that time span. Yeah. And, and also in the, as a final note about that, you know, people often talk about the making up time, right. Of saying like, Oh yeah, I missed a half hour here. So I'm going to make it up at the end of the day. Right. Um, we decided to fuck around with that because uh, mm-hmm. people do work extra sometimes and we don't, See, like this is something companies always do, right? If you put in an extra out, like two hours on the weekend, the company doesn't come in and go, well, geez, you put in two extra hours. You can just work two less hours next week. It never goes the other way, right? So like, why would you have to make up a few, like an hour or a half hour that you missed uh, on a day in a given week uh, if – if it doesn't go both ways. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you're trying so, to like keep track of hours and all that kind of stuff, then like, it's just, it's just yeah. bad. So it's just, it's like a good relationship, right? It's about trust and commitment. You just like, and, and, this is when I'm going to try to help everybody yeah. and try to do my best to get a lot of work done. And good faith. Uh, I'm going to do, do whatever I can. Sometimes it's going to look weird, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. try. Um, all right. So otherwise, uh, industry news. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Ludum Dare is coming up uh, April 23rd. I'm going to be streaming. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I might make a game totally from scratch. I might use a, uh, like a prototype template and just whip something up. Uh, but either way, it's going to be some interesting conversation with the, with the chat and the stream. I'll be just kind of, are you doing a whole kinda, weekend stream or like, I'll probably do it in, in, in batches so that I can, you know, be a person yeah. from time to time. 
Um, so it'll probably be like a few hours here, a few hours there. So I'll, I'll probably put together a schedule and then plan that out. Plus I do, like I do have a wow raid on Saturday and you got a raid in the middle of a game jam. You yeah, know what I mean? So but I, I won't stream that because uh, my, my UI looks like a space shuttle. There's like awesome. 9,000 <laughs> things happening all at once. That sounds like um, you should be streaming it to show off your cool UI. Too much. I may. I'll think about it. We'll see. We'll see what the we'll see what the viewers have yeah, to say. It'll about be a weekend it. Seth streaming party. I'm, I'm yeah. Just this it. is just this is me doing my thing this weekend. Come check it out. Just watch me in my Element Truman Show style. Yeah. So and uh, Twitch does let you just pre-schedule one-off events. So you definitely could put those up on there. So because then people mm, can there's yeah, a lot of people can subscribe to that event and get an alert when it goes up. So mm. um, I've been playing a lot with it since I did a stream a couple of days ago. Also, yeah. Adam's been set, Adam's been messing around with his Twitch setup. So now like sometimes he pops into a like a video call at work and he's like a tiny person in the corner of his screen <laughs> with like per, with coda <laughs> awesome. yeah, I, got, I got that i got this fucking cool green screen that like green screen. It's, it's like a high quality thing that you, like you you pull up and it's got these like arms in the back that let it stop at any level you know actually i only pulled oh, yeah. it down for this because for two part because i actually I'm, I'm having a lot of fun using it for because i actually didn't get it for streaming specifically uh, i just got it because i'm like i'm on camera for people Every moment of the fucking day. And that's going to just continue because we're going to work from home forever. Uh, And so I was like, I want to get my setup to like feel awesome. I want it to feel awesome when I'm like on camera doing stuff. So I want to come into my workspace and it's an AV workspace instead of a, instead of a place where I code and then happen to be on camera, you know? So that's my. Optimized for all parts of it. Yeah. That's my kind of overarching goal. So I got this green screen. I was like, this would be cool. You know, I was worried. I put it down because I was worried that it would actually bounce more sound off than my panels because it's otherwise it goes up in front of my sound dampeners, you know? Um, but I've been having a blast. So every morning I just turn on OBS, but also that eats a lot of CPU. So I want to turn it off for this too, to keep things quieter, you know, keep those fans yeah. low. Uh, but yeah, just turn on OBS, turn on the virtual camera, put up my green screen. I got a cool, I made a background that's our, our, uh, box art for the podcast that just kind of blurred out a bit you know it's so like yeah adam's just looking pro- professional as fuck in all these video calls i got good I, lighting I kinda, now too like i got a little i got a light on top of my monitor that can light up my face and i got this awesome i i, I noticed this because my my wife thought she had decent lighting in her office but it just always felt a little dark so she bought these two uh led um just like standing lamps you know that lit up the room so much and it felt so much better. All of a sudden, she was like, I regret my whole life, like up until this point. And so, <laughs> I've been living in darkness, yeah. and now I've only seen the light. It's amazing. So I actually just bought uh, two of those. I put one of them up a couple nights ago. And like, it's it's the difference, like good lighting, not just for video, which is a huge difference, but uh, just for like your life experience in a space mm-hmm. is really, really, really important. It, it, uh, it matters. It matters a lot. Uh, yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking to beef up your home, your work from home experience, maybe think about, think about the fact that you actually are like a TV star now and you're just on camera all the yep, time, just all the time. uh, get some, get some dope equipment. Uh, all right, well, let's get on to some questions. All right. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. Uh, not the highest question, but this was put to the top by our uh, producer. So we got to read it. Mm. It's from fly hoppy axe rampa who says, this needs to be the highest upvoted question by April 15th, but not before April 10th, so that Seth will be reminded when they record on the 16th that he said he would live stream his loot of dead <laughs> dog, which starts on April 23rd. Give the people so, what yes. they want, Seth. Yeah, I have to do this. That in my stream on Tuesday night also. They're I like, have to do like this. A, when are Seth and Sam going to stream? They asked, and I said, Sam has never said anything about it, so I will make Correct. no commitments on his behalf. But Seth this, said, he said he yep. would. Despite being the most extroverted of the three of us, Sam does not stream. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, and also and having the most fun voice and also 
the most interesting stuff to show people because art <laughs> is, you know, is, is a lot more fun and easy to look at and, and has a larger breadth of an audience, you know. I just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the last, I think the last time I did, I was just so tired afterwards. Yeah, but you got drugs now. That's true. Yeah. Man, man, that. That's <laughs> you try it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, it, is, it is. It is very fun. Actually, to, to, it's pretty fun. You yeah. just got to constrain it because yeah, I found that uh, that if I did it for once, once you get past like three hours, it's a it's a lot. Like two yeah, hours. Two hours two starts hours. to yeah. two hours starts to feel like there's a wall there. Hmm. Uh, especially, I don't know. I don't know if this is true for for Sam. I know it's true for Adam and me. Our voices get hoarse very easily. Oh yeah, like immediately. Mm. So, yeah. so especially like, cause you're talking to the, you're basically just self narrating, you know, the whole time you're doing it, like two hours of just, just talking for two. It's just, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, our next question comes from Ak pop, hap hop. Before, before we get into it, we should say, since I was about the stream, if you want to watch Seth's stream or any of mine, go to, mm-hmm. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash bscotch and then the subscribe so you can get those alerts yeah. and stuff. Subscribe. Subscribe. We'll get in there. Uh, all right. Pop Hop Hop says, mm-hmm. do your new streaming screens uh, set up for more game jam-like work days? Do you feel self-conscious when you goof off? Do you notice when the other person is taking a break? Do you acknowledge that you noticed? So this is like, we had talked in the past about how how now we're doing a lot more of sort of the live co-working where we'll just be streaming screens, streaming video during the workday, even if we're not collaborating. Um, how's that been? Like, is it, is it feel weird to be watched? Uh, no, it doesn't. Cause you opt into it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and there's no, nobody's weird about, so the discord has this great deafen button, right? Where you click it and not only are you muted, but you can't hear shit, which is yeah. like kind of, you think like, why would I want this? Like Why? And the reason is actually so you can just hang out on video uh, without actually – See what's going on. Yeah. So you could basically see uh, what people are doing if you want. Or even just know that like – because it makes you – look, when you're in that room and everyone's on a video, it makes you feel like you're part of like a – it makes you feel involved. It makes you feel like you're part of the team. Yeah. Even if they can hear you and you can't hear anybody else. Yeah. The co-working tables, there's there's usually just like two people in there maybe three throughout the day. And then sometimes it ends up being like five people for like an hour or so. Um, but it really is. It's very, I think because of the opt-in nature of it. And because again, like our workplace isn't one where we're trying to make sure that you're doing stuff all the time, then it doesn't, it doesn't feel, uh, it doesn't feel intrusive anyway. Cause you can just leave and no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's for or, you. Or, you know, there'll be times where like, there'll be three or four people in there and suddenly maybe Adam and sure start talking about something very specific to what they're working on today. And it's got nothing to do with me, really. And so I'll just be like, meh. And I just deafen myself and they can just carry on having their conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty similar to, you know, in the office, we advocated for the idea of like having noise canceling headphones and having ways to basically mute your coworkers, right? Yeah. When you're in the same space as them, it's the same thing. Yeah. And there's nothing personal about it. It's not, it's not like, it's just that I don't need to hear this and well, I'm focused. It's the same <laughs> thing too, right? Where if you, if you and somebody in the, and like, so if you're in the group and there's a bunch of people in there and then you and one person start going, getting into a thing, then like after a minute or two of it, when you realize it's a thing now, then just go to a different room, right? Yeah. You just say, hold on, I'll spin over to one of the conference rooms or whatever. Uh, yeah. So you just do that and then it's fine. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's hasn't really produced any weird self-consciousness vibes. It's just kind of boosted the, the interpersonal layer of things. Yeah. I think. Well, and there's that, there's that seeing the screen, you know, part of the question, um, and, uh, and, and I can definitely see how that would freak people out, you know? Um, but, uh, it just, you know, like, like 
one of my main goals when I'm working is that is that being biased towards work. Things are the service of work, right? So if I'm going to take a if I'm going to take a mental break from work that doesn't involve me getting up, then the question is like that's probably means I'm looking at something on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is that going to be that like I don't mind if other people see or or whatever, right? Uh, and there's actually something about it that's that's kind of nice that it helps you stay on task. Right. It's the panopticon. It helps you right? not, like, it, or it helps you not mm-hmm. stray too far. Right. And again, this is like because I'm opting into because I can just stop screen sharing. Sometimes I do. Like if if, I, if well, the thing I want to do is check my personal email, like right to like reduce some anxiety about something I might have to do, like yeah, follow up with a or with a, something. Just right? turn off the screen share. Then I just nobody, turn off the screen share. When I go to my nobody email, cares. Right? Yeah. Or if someone if somebody has pinged me in Discord, uh, that's would would be a personal thing, like my wife or something, right? And I'm like, oh, I should probably go, you know, catch up on that so I can make sure that's not a thing, right? Then the same deal. It's just like, oh, I just turn off screen share for a second. Go yeah, I think it's it. just it's just the fact that it's it's up to you as to like how what you want to be sharing yeah. or not sharing, or whatever else. So just yeah, but otherwise, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't well, matter. I, I do think though, because there are there are companies that that when they've transitioned to work from home, they do re- require you to have your screen be viewable by your manager at any time. Oh, Jesus Christ, know? no. That's the um, yeah, yeah, and, and like no. I, I, I've man, I've heard so I've I've read so many just like horror stories about the practices that some companies have implemented. Yeah, well, like, it's a marker uh, of distrust, right? Yeah, because uh, sometimes they'll even do a thing where they'll your your webcam needs to be on your screen. You need to be running the software that would allow your supervisor to uh, look through your webcam at any time and see that you're there uh, and look at your screen at any time. Man, Some of them have eye tracking, so that way somebody doesn't have to come check on you, but they can just know. They know if you're stuff. not looking at the right – like you might have a second laptop that you're watching YouTube on or something. And yeah, you're if you're an employer and you're doing that shit, <laughs> knock that shit off. What a tremendous waste. I mean the reality is that – so what you're what you're getting there is performance actually from – like I mean, I mean a, li- a literal performance – Right. Uh, of they're not doing anything they're doing more. Anything. They're just they're just making sure that yeah, you well, this see is why, what they're doing. You know, this is why like Twitch. So the difference between live streaming to me and what we do in the office is basically this, which is one is a performance. Yeah. One is someone just happens to be watching you doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a very big difference. And like any time you start, if you're an employer who's doing this stuff, or, or if you're in, if you're unfortunately involved with with some people like this, I mean, the amount of because of what's happening is your mind is spending a lot of energy trying to make sure that you are performing whatever the, is expected mm-hmm. the whole time. And like that will make you so fucking tired so quickly. Well, and this that, goes right back to the whole, like an hour is not an hour thing, right? Because yeah, you're just nuking your people's time. Why? Yeah. You're just, you're just throwing it away because it, and it depends on the kind of work that's being done and all that kind of stuff. Right. But what you're effectively doing is you're saying, I'm going to force every hour to be treated the same. Right. Uh, in fact, every moment of every hour to be treated mm-hmm. the same. So, and now people have to behave that way too, right? Which actually means that now every one of their hours, in fact, moments is now worse by a huge margin because of the high mental and emotional cost of, of somebody not trusting you and watching your every move, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's fucked up. I don't it's, know, it's fucked crazy. up and it's counterproductive to a, a hilariously enormous degree. But do. also like, what's your job? If you, so if you're working at a company and, and you're working from home and now your boss is like, I need to be able to watch you, right? Uh, how, how could it possibly be the case that, that your boss can't tell if you're doing your job unless they're looking at you? Because <laughs> the, only, the only person I can think, the only job I can think of that requires somebody to be watching you to know if you're doing it is being a, like a TV actor or something, yeah. right? Because like your job is being watched. Like it's that's, what, that's yeah. what you do. You're a performer, right? Uh, 
So yeah, it really is just, it's changing people's measure, their, their KPIs, right? Like yeah, their performance indicators. Yeah. Now, now you're measuring their productivity by- You're literally measuring you, their performance. You know? Yeah, by whether you can <laughs> yeah, see them yeah. and not by what they're doing. I don't know. I think is, this, uh, all this stuff makes me so mad because it's like, people are so much more powerful than machines when you stop treating them like machines. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, use machines for machine stuff. Cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. yeah that's, a, that's a good fucking point, right? Because- all these same companies are investing so little into automated tooling and into like yeah. actual robots and all this kind of stuff, right? And they just throw people at problems, then pay them as little as possible, and then try to make them behave as if they're robots. It's like, no, quit doing that. Get robots for robot stuff, and, and then, then you can now invest in people and have people do people stuff. Jeez. I want to slap everyone. I'm just feeling that today. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so stupid. This pandemic has really brought some contrast out. And, I mean, this is already happening, of course, all over the place to varying degrees. But Yeah, I think there's one kind of related point to this that it uh, reminds me of, which is I've seen a lot of talk uh, of people um, not liking the the whole having to be on video thing for calls and stuff. And so I think it's, it's kind of interesting, this, this idea of like, you know, it's a person, they're, they're at home, they don't want... It's a privacy concern of being like, oh, now people can just like see the stuff behind me. It's this whole stuff about like how appearances play into all kinds of things, right? And so now, now the way that people look suddenly feels like it has to matter because they have to be on video and there's an alternative of just being on voice. And so I think there's an interesting uh, kind of problem because there are a lot of a lot of real and important problems with that, like of like requiring that people be on video uh, for certain things. But on the other hand, um, the absence of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really dramatically changes the the social experience of work, and so and like I that, think notably total yeah, amount the, of communication too. I mean, like you yeah, communication, yeah. You just don't get as much from not being able to see someone's face while they're talking. No, and I think this is interesting. Is is the places where I've seen people complain about this and sort of advocate for being allowed, in essence, to just like just be on voice or whatever, um, are in these same kinds of places where you have these like fucked up workspaces that are not that, that try to make, basically say like, okay, you're a robot, you're at work. And, and where then <laughs> home, you know, work life balance is interpreted to mean leave work at work, leave home at home, minimize hours at work. Right. And like, that's what that means. Right. As soon as you try start trying to say like, well, work is actually a part of your life and you still want to separate concerns. And now you want to actually balance each in terms of where the hours are going so that everything is really good. Uh, and now you're trying to go to a workplace where it's a social experience right? Now in that environment, that's the one where it feels like you need to have that. You need to have video, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, it, I think it's kind of interesting because once you start playing these other like cultural problems and social problems and how they tie into this and how much of it is like, how much of it is feeding back on itself, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like these real problems that are out there are just made worse when you have the kinds of workspaces that are out Absolutely. there. And what happens if you have better workspaces? Like, can you, can those problems now mean something else, you mm-hmm. know? Or just go away. That's the wildest or thing. But some, some process and structural changes will make it so certain things that seem like the biggest problem on the planet is literally not an issue anymore. I mean, I used to be bothered by, or I used to be bothered, like always concerned with as a as a person who like you know ran the studio with how people dressed. Yeah, I could get like if someone's wearing flip flops or something, I'd be like, oh my god, no flip flops, no. Uh, I now I'm just like I can't believe that I gave so much of a shit about that because. Good Lord. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all, but it did matter in that <laughs> office context, like just the littlest bit. Right. Uh, it's a maybe, well, and, and, it, yeah. and it did because of the interpretation of, of yes, what, what that means. meant. Yeah. Right. Um, but, and, but there's, there's a, you know, follow on to that too, is like in, in a, when you're in a work, when you're in an office, like a shared office or when you're going to a convention, right. 
then now you and your team are also mm-hmm. being judged according to a different set of standards. It's performance, than normally, yeah, actually. It's a performance, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to be able to differentiate like what it, when is it a performance and when is it not? And like when does this thing mean what you say it means and when does it not and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you uh, gotta figure out what your costume is supposed to be. You yeah. know, for like who yeah. am I pretending to be today? <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> Truthfully. Am I pretending to be a successful business person or a, a, a workout fiend? Am mm-hmm. I pretending to be a very responsible employee, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. What am I? Because everybody's just a person, really, just trying their best. And yeah. nobody's one thing, you know. So you, you got to put on your costume and convince yeah. people. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, to this, that's the, that's the thing that's really fun about, well, and also horrible about running a business is trying to figure out how do you how do you actually let people be people, you know? Like, how, how do you do that while also accomplishing whatever the business goals are? Because those are treated as basically being mutually incompatible. And so you you push in one place and, you know, pull in the other. And, 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 uh, and how do you find some scenario where it mostly actually just feels like everything is oriented in the same direction, you know? Uh, and we've tried a jillion ways to do that because it's always been the goal and everything is largely fallen flat, especially in the beginning. Um, but, uh, but it does feel like it's just, it is just getting better. Well, I think it's getting better. It's it's hard because these things kind of you know they pull they pull in different directions. You got to find the you got to find the common ground. I think. Yep. Uh, so I will. I'd love to keep going, but that's all the time we have yep. for this week. So maybe we'll have to touch back on this later or see what people. Yeah. Say tell us your questions. stories. Tell us your working yeah. home stories and how things are organized. What's working for you or not working for you? You know. Yeah. Uh, so we'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Coster for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net. And like Adam said, go there. Tell us. Tell us what your experience has been with this work from home stuff. We'd like to hear about it. Uh, also over at podcast.bscotch.net, we have links to the community Discord, way for you to donate, and links to the podcast archives. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.